It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone after the Utah Jazz fall to Giannis Antetokounmpo in one of the great performances of an MVP career already. The Jazz with lightning shooting stay in the ballgame but fall in Milwaukee. We'll break it all down. Coming up next on Postcast. Postcast is brought to you by the store at 6200 South, 20th East. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can stop by the store at the new uh, Gateway location as well as the 900 South and 100 West location. Well, there are certain nights where it is really a treat to be in this league, and tonight was one of them for me, Ron. No, he's a special player. I mean, without a doubt, he's, he's uh, worth paying the money to see because he does so many things well. Plays up above the rim, drives to the basket. Um, he's stuck with the free throws. I mean, he, he's struggling from the free throw line, but he's stuck with it. Did not shy away from going to the rim and, and getting fouled. And he just he's just fun to watch. Did not get off to the start in, tonight as he did in Salt Lake City where he did not score. Well, in the third quarter, he took over the game. He had 18 points. He created 27 points. The Bucks outscored the Jazz 32-26 to and then the fourth quarter. He made the plays late. Let me review this one for you, and then we'll break it down. The Jazz are without Rudy Gobert. They come out really well. They're 25-23. They play brilliant defense early. Giannis goes 4 of 8, has 9 points in the first quarter. Jazz are moving it around very well. In the second quarter, the Jazz outscore the Bucks 32-25. Boyan has 13 at that point. The Bucks getting no help other than Giannis. Giannis has 18, very little help from anyone else. They're without Chris Middleton and George Hill, and it's showing. But then Giannis takes over the third. He scores 18 points, created 27 points. The Bucks close on a 24-9 run and lead it 90-83 before it then felt like the Bucks might run away with it. They got up by 10, and the Jazz continually just battled back time and time again tonight, and they did it behind incredible shooting. They hit, a, I believe, a franchise record 21 threes, or at least came close to it. Um, hit 5 of 10 in the fourth quarter. They hit, took 45 tonight, which is what you've got to do uh, against the Bucks. So the Jazz... You know, great shooting and great balance tonight. They got great bench work. Ingles 15, Moody 12, Green 11, Niang 13. So, Ron, from a jazz standpoint, Giannis obviously is the headliner. That's what the league will talk about. From a jazz standpoint, what jumped out tonight? Well, what jumped out was the fact that the jazz, as you just mentioned, they just continued to fight and stayed in the basketball game, did not give it up. Obviously, their defense was not as great uh, without Rudy. But the offense was, uh, was was great there as well. It really made it a, a fun basketball game, especially to watch. But I think you pointed it out. They got a lot, got good production from a lot of people in the basketball game. Because Donovan Mitchell only had 12 points after the third quarter. Uh, and, and what did he have? Eight at the half. So it wasn't Donovan that really uh, helped the Jazz get to where they were. I mean, it was everybody else around him. Jazz certainly missed Rudy tonight. That's a huge part of this. It's hard to figure out. The game was so dramatically different offensively without Rudy, and in a, in a good way, frankly. They spread the floor, they shot a lot of threes, and they went down. So, you know, it's a make or miss league. So it's hard to say, well, if we have Rudy, we win tonight. Because if we have Rudy, the game's just so different. It's different. The game will be played different. Uh, the shots will come different. I mean, it's just so many things. But they wouldn't have gotten 15 offensive rebounds there as well. I mean, I think Rudy would have probably been able to stop that they got if they got four they got 14 offensive rebounds then they got uh, 15 they got 11 of them in the second half yeah and see Rudy and Giannis got Giannis had six of them often on his own misses yeah. see and, and that's probably the difference but as you mentioned it, it would the game would have been played a lot different uh, with with Rudy here so it's really hard to say 
the outcome of the game, well, or the way the game would have been played. I mean, maybe it wouldn't have been 122 points scored, 118 points scored. Maybe it would have been different. But the Jazz did what they had to do with what they had and, and almost won this ball game. Great effort by the Jazz, I think, is the important part of this one. And they did – your point is, without Rudy, if you're going to play, this is how you had to play tonight. You weren't going to be very good defensively against Giannis without Rudy and without Dad Davis, so you're going to have to fire the threes. They hit – they took 45 of them. They made 21 of them. The Bucks are – the Jazz went 50-40-90 tonight and still didn't win. The Bucks are interesting, Ron. They let you take that above the break three, really, in their defense. They're not going to let you get shots at the rim. They're not going to foul you. So Jazz only take 12 free throws tonight, and they're not going to let you get offensive rebounds. The Jazz, I think, only had uh, what was our five, four offensive rebounds. It's really hard to have a good offensive night with only four offensive rebounds and only 11 free throws. Well, unless you shoot a blistering which is it. Percentage right. of what the Jazz did. I mean, almost shut, almost close to 51% there from the field and, and 48% from the three-point line. I mean, you shoot numbers like that against anyone else in the league, you're going to blow them off the floor. Uh, just so happened that Giannis uh, had such a great night, and the Jazz couldn't put that fire out, and they end up losing it here by, what, four points? Let's go to the questions from Facebook. Jason Norman wants to know another good job by Bradley. Thoughts there. Well, Logan Alexander08 from Twitch wants to know, is there any chance Bradley... We'll get the spot when Davis is healthy again. So let's touch on Tony Bradley's performance tonight. What did you see? Well, what I saw was, uh, and this was a great ball game for him. He did play very, very well. But it was also one of those ball games where he did not have to stray and go too far away from the basket. I mean, he was able to play in the paint, uh, and and I think that benefits him the most. Uh, I'm sure he'll get time. Uh, I think Quinn will pick the teams that he can, that he thinks he can, you know, help the team. But Bradley does rebound very well. Uh, he blocked some shots tonight. Uh, I think his confidence picked up from the last basketball game. That's for sure. But it won't be. He would not be able to see a lot of time if we were playing the Minnesota Timberwolves. I do think there's a chance maybe that we're going to see Jeff Green at the five. I, I, yeah. I, I think that may have earned some time in the sense that. It's just such a different look for this team than something it's had before. And Jeff has played, frankly, better in those minutes than the other minutes he's played. Yeah, I, I expect that as well. And like I said, I, I think Quinn will be able to play with both of all three of those guys, all three of those players at that center position. And it just depends on who they're going to be playing. Uh, Jeff Green gives you some three-point shooting, something the Jazz do not have at, at, at that position. Like to see him rebound a little bit more or harder or. Uh, be more aggressive around the glass, rebound out of your area instead of waiting for the ball to come to you in order to rebound it. And I think the Jazz will have something there. Well, uh, one person said, great to see Joe Ingles back. He goes 5 of 10, 3 of 7 from 3, 15 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. The bench was all great. Emmanuel Moutier was terrific, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Jeff Green was good, 11 points, 2 rebounds. George Niang, 13 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist. I'm curious on Niang's plus minus. Uh, plus 12 tonight. Great for George. They did go at him about every possession on the other end of the floor. Yeah, he, he's not that quick a foot, but he did get some good looks, and you, you get good looks because of dribble penetration and Jeff Green putting himself in, in the right spot to get him to basketball. Quinn Snyder decides not to have a chance. They're down two. They get the ball. They decide not to call a timeout. Uh, what's your feeling on that? And uh, fee-fi-fo-fum or something of the sort, uh, from Twitch wants to know uh, why Quinn didn't call the time. I don't have a problem with that at all. And, and, and who's to say? I mean, this is something we have to ask Quinn. There may have been a play already called. Uh, and and they work on these things in practice. If And, and there's always uh, 
things in practice where they work on how much time on the clock we're going to do this it or you know those type of things without calling a timeout so i'm sure that everyone on the team knew exactly what the type of play they were going to run. It just you know, Donovan Mitchell just was able to break the defense down. You notice how sp- how spread the floor was. I mean, to the point where if Donovan saw a guy and he opened, he probably would have given it up for a three point shot. The uh, Boyan came off a uh, curl, and Boyan was open on the right side. I, I don't know that Donovan had blinders eyes out at that point. Um, would have been quite something if Boyan had done the same thing against the Bucks twice this year. That would have just uh, blown your mind. But, it, you know, the Jazz got the peel action between Boyan and Donovan. That's really what their go-to play has been this year late in the game. Uh, the only time I thought Quinn might call a timeout, I thought the players looked to him like, are you calling a timeout? And once they do that, then maybe you've got to change your plan and call the timeout, even though you originally didn't want to. I thought there was a Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feet every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.